We recently put a new sound system in the church, and before I begin my homily, I do want to, uh, she'll probably not appreciate this, but I want to extend special thanks to our staff member who's done so much to help us uh, with this project, which is uh, Sandy. She's way in the back, so Sandy, thank you very, very much for all that you do for us. Um, she's helped me learn how to use technology, which you can imagine how stressful that is because I get easily distracted, and so she'll have just finished explaining something, and I'll be like, oh, hey, what was that? was thinking about coffee, so thank you, Sandy. But I kind of like this microphone because it makes me feel like a rock star. Like I feel like I should be on the stage, you know, with a guitar and drums going on, except I couldn't do that whole head-banging thing because I'd end up in the hospital. But, um, you know, I'd be okay being a celebrity like that. Not really. Um, but my friends in Christ, I'd like to tell you about somebody who is really a celebrity. Somebody that everybody should, should know about. Someone who is worthy truly of uh, imitation and, and uh, following in their footsteps. Most people just knew this man as Max. And from his early life, there wasn't anything that distinguished him as particularly destined for greatness. He wasn't born to a wealthy or rich family. He didn't have any really special gifts growing up. He seemed to be rather devoted to Jesus, but um, nothing very special about him. He eventually went to the seminary and was ordained a priest and faithfully fulfilled his ministry for a number of years. Then World War II came along, and Father Max was taken to one of the concentration camps. And there he did his best to serve and to minister to those around him. But one day, several prisoners escaped. And the commandant of the camp, he said, Ten of you, he wouldn't have called them people, but ten of you people in this camp have to die to make up for those who escaped. And so he had everyone assemble in the, the center yard, and he picked out ten people at random. And one man just broke down and was chosen, and he began to cry and to sob and say, I have a family, I have children, please don't do this. The commandant didn't really care, his heart was so hardened. But then a random guy steps forward, and he says, I will take his place. The commandant says, why? Why should I care? Why should I do what you're asking me to do? And he said, because I am a Catholic priest. So the commandant said, very well. So Father Max and several other prisoners were taken to a they would have called it a house, but it wasn't a house. It was more of a wooden bunker that was uh, no air conditioning, no heating. And they were left there to starve. This was not the first time the commandant had done this. He was a very harsh man. But there was something different this time. Because every other time, the people who were sent there were crying and weeping and angry and despairing. 
The commandant was usually satisfied by that because it showed his power and authority. But he started to get angry because he didn't hear curses and yelling coming from this uh, wooden hut. He heard praying. He heard the psalms being sung. He heard them talking about Jesus and the kingdom that was still to come. He heard them talking about heaven and how the trials of this earth don't matter how the true king is Jesus Christ. After a while, there's only one man left still living. That was Father Max. Eventually, the guards couldn't tolerate anymore that there was this guy singing God's praises. So it was after about two weeks of being sent to the hut that they killed him. Now, you probably don't know him as Father Max, but you may know him as St. Maximilian Kolbe. When the Americans came and liberated the concentration camp, that father whose place St. Maximilian had taken was reunited with his family. So when Jesus says in today's Gospel, No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. I immediately thought of St. Maximilian Kolbe. Of the selflessness and self-sacrifice that he exemplified. That he reveals to us. Now, I don't think anyone here is going to be asked to do what St. Maximilian was asked to do by the will of God. But I can guarantee you that your patience will be tested by others. That your commitment to being kind and compassionate, it will be challenged. Sometimes it's because other people are just mean and cruel. Other times it's because we're just having a bad day or a bad week or sometimes a bad month and nothing's seeming to go right and we're in this difficult situation and the last thing we want to do is put up with this person before us. But that is exactly what Jesus is challenging us to do in today's gospel. And you know, if, if our society is to change... You know, right now it's all about putting other people down and and tearing other people down. Saying about, well, I'm better than that person. And often it's by political party or, or race or even religious belief. But my friends in Christ, that is not what the gospel calls us to. And you might say, well, what can I do about that? I'm just one person. Well, so was St. Maximilian Kolbe. He was just one nobody priest. But he changed the world. He changed the course of that family's life. So my friends in Christ, believe in the love that God has for you. Believe that he wants you to share that love with others. 
even though at times it may require great sacrifice and selflessness. You know, people don't usually ask for our help when it's convenient. I don't, I don't know about you, but so like those of you who are parents, you know, your kids probably don't usually get into trouble when you have nothing else to do. I know it was that way with my siblings. I was perfect, but they would get in trouble when my mom was busy. <laughs> it's the same thing in, in the rest of our lives. It wasn't convenient what St. Maximilian endured. And I seriously doubt he thought that's how his life would go. And yet, if we are to be like Christ, we have to be willing to carry the cross. The cross of indifference, the cross of apathy, the cross of the cruelty of others, so that we may be made worthy of the resurrection, so that we may be raised to glory. And most of all, so that our joy may be in Jesus and in him it may be complete.